Greetings, Spaceburgers, a big warg to all of you, and welcome to the little village known as Viscri in Transylvania, in Romania. Nice and quiet, got some farm animals, cows walk up and down this dirt road every day, find their way home, the cats and dogs just live as if they are citizens of the community, not a lot of leashes or collars, they just kind of hang out. People from time to time still travel and use horses and carts. The air is fresh. The food is clean. The ground doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it. There are not a lot of fences. It's just one giant community. It's fascinating. And if we wander up the street a little bit to Viscri 32, because things are named after the village and the number, um, a couple who had a busy life, like many of us do, living in Bucharest, working, staying in the hustle and bustle, decided to get away from it, renovate an old barn and turn it into a restaurant that has fantastic food. They also have a little house in front called Viscri 32, a renovated blue house, wood-burning stoves, a little patio out front to have uh, some food on or an afternoon happy hour drink, whatever you'd like. Saxon-style architecture, big beams, hand-carved with beautiful craftsmanship, everything put together. It seems like in the whole village still maintains an element of uh, history and culture to it that transcends all of time through the village. It's incredible. It's really cool to see. And um, one of the people in that couple, Alexu and Mara are their names, Alexu uh, had time to sit down, and he's busy, but he had time to sit down and chat a little bit about, you know, making that sort of a change. Transitioning from city life to living out in the country, and all, all that goes along with it. Things you would think from the outside, what it's actually like to do it, the, the, how busy you have to be to make it work. So I was lucky enough to get a little bit of his time and uh, sit down and chat with... Um, Alexu Doder, I think I'm saying his last name right, and uh, had this drink called Caravel, I believe, which is uh, a non-alcoholic, because we did this in the morning. It's a non-alcoholic drink, but it tastes kind of like mash or something. It's like the ingredients of beer, but it doesn't taste, it's not like an O'Doul's or something like that. There's no booze in it, but it's a perfect substitute if you were, say, to have a meeting in the morning. Uh, It's a German thing, Caravel, I believe, I don't know. But it was good, and he made me some toast with uh, truffle butter. All the food there is just very natural and whole. It just 
fantastic. So I was eating <laughs> way more butter than I normally ever do. Like, this is great butter. And uh, he was nice enough to sit down and chat with me. Uh, so here's some conversation with Alexu. Might as well have it. The first reason is um, even if you eat really healthy food and if you don't have a really diverse menu, mm-hmm. you kind of get bored. bored. I mean, it's natural. Even if it's fresh every day. Because here in the village, you guys have access to fresh eggs, to fresh bread. I mean, yeah. we've, we've watched, especially with the bread, you know, people go take it right, like make the dough, yeah. put it right in the oven. You could, I could see that, though, where you would get, like, what do you get a craving for that would be traditional kind of, not... not. I can give an example. Okay. So, eating, eating every day organic tomatoes and organic vegetables and artisan cold cuts and sheep cheese that it's coming from the shepherd and all this stuff, fresh milk and so on, mm-hmm. it's really great. But at some point, you somehow tend to, your brain tend, tends to to tell you that if you go to the city and order some fresh pasta, somehow you spoil yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you, you want to be spoiled from time to time. Yeah. So I think if, uh, for example, sometimes we make fresh pasta some homemade noodles, peasant noodles, mm-hmm. and we cook them with uh, two or three types of cheese and so on. So we managed to somehow mix the really good peasant ingredients with our cravings mm-hmm. and to do something uh, different here for ourselves. Yeah. Because you're coming <clears throat> and I, th- I think it's it's the normal thing to, to offer a gastronomical experience that it's linked to, to the terroir here and so on for everybody coming here. But for, for, for the villagers who moved here from somewhere else and used to travel and have all this kind of taste and so on, sometimes you do miss the other things, you know? If you had, I mean, do you ever take two or three days to go into the city just to take advantage of those cravings and kind of spoil yourself or maybe yeah sometimes we link our um driving to to fix something to buy something to i don't know uh we we somehow try to link the useful stuff with some pleasant activity like eating something <laughs> like eat there, there is an italian restaurant in brasov where we uh, sometimes go. They also use some local ingredients, but it's it's an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Fresh pasta. They make themselves everything, and so sometimes we go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it's it's kind of strange, even when we go to to a city, sometimes we go to similar places that we have because we know the owners, and we don't get to spend time more talk to them normally so we go to them rest to their restaurants and basically we let's say end up eating the same or slightly different seasonal food with local ingredients and yeah. so on <clears throat> i like how you guys have not just the community here in this village 
which it seems like you guys refer to as like a, a like a peasant village or mm-hmm. peasant, like peasant style of um, you need each other like the whole but then you guys as more of the proprietors of businesses and exchanging <clears throat> you know hey this is this is what we're using for ingredients here or this would be a great way to get the word out for you for me to send business to you and vice versa and so it creates a little network inside of that I was talking to um, is it Marlis? Yep. Yeah. So she and it seemed like a, a number of you have, were either like from the city or from here and went and spent some time in the city, whether it was like Bucharest or Berlin, <clears throat> and then came back this way. And I was asking her, uh, you know, like the people think about that in the states all the time, making that jump. Well, if I leave the city where we have concerts and we have mm-hmm. all kinds of options, theater food and, and yeah, yeah, culture and entertainment and all that, Starbucks, <clears throat> yeah, and they, you know, do you miss that? Or she was like, well, I just go take a walk and instantly I'm reminded how quiet and great it is and beautiful and the air is fresh. And I think when you see something like this from the outside, especially us coming from a busy place like Los Angeles, we only see the positives. So it is interesting to hear like, no, you do get a craving for fast food or just like the hustle and bustle or whatever that would be maybe for the hustle and bustle no but you do have some really good stuff in the city Mm -hmm. i mean that's why there was a huge movement of people from the rural areas to the city um but if you don't live in a in a village that it's so remote you can't get it's really hard to get somewhere it may be an option to live in a healthy environment with fresh air and really good food and so on, really good ingredients. Mm-hmm. And from time to time to just take a night off in a city life or two nights to go to a theater and see a play or go to the movies. Or We actually <clears throat> we have four years in Viscri and in four years we never managed to do that. <laughs> but in theory... Uh-huh. You can do it. And, for example, we have some uh, friends that are uh, um, actors. And they... Uh, no, they invited us to a theater play, to, to actually a premiere. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the National uh, Theater in Bucharest. So we uh, went to Bucharest, spent the night there, went to the theater, have some really good wine afterwards. Cool. So you can still do that. Yeah. I think. When you... Um, I don't know if it's something that... I don't think we see it on TV. I think just talking with our friends about it. Or that I watch a lot of these shows about people that move like off the grid in mm-hmm. the States, you know, build a house. And they never show the follow-up where I think once people get the hang of it, where they're like, okay, I got my crops growing over here. I got this figured out. I got irrigation figured out. And if they settle into it and after four or five years go like, okay, I want some, I want to watch TV. Or I want to just relax and like spend the day on the couch watching movies or something. When you guys were in the city life, were you <clears throat> weighing those things against each other? You know, were you like, was it a difficult transition to say like, let's do it. Let's move out to a peasant village way out in the country. We didn't plan this. <clears throat> we had a really unbalanced life. We worked, um, most of, of most of the days we worked from Monday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had our normal jobs and we had a coffee shop and some other projects. So we had all day long we had something to do. But when we got home, it was a safe area. So nobody bothered. It was mm-hmm. here in Viscri, there is no safe area. Basically, if we live on a property that also has a restaurant and a small guest house, 
we get people asking questions and <coughs> asking for guidance every oh, time. Yeah, you so, mean safe is in like private space where no one's going to yeah, bug us. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. So less intimacy, basically, it's something that's really bad here. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't... Uh, the whole idea, it's not that this happens when you move to a village. This is what happens when you're in a touristical village or you have a touristical activity in your yard. Yeah. So basically, this is more something about what we decided to do here. Um, the other thing that I, I, I've, um, I've uh, noticed is that when young people move to a rural, rural area, to township or whatever, they have this story to tell. Mm -hmm. So even though it's really hard, because, for example, if they start to do agriculture, mm -hmm. there is a word in the village. Uh, cows don't know if it's Sunday. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you work in agriculture, you work from, especially in, in this sustainable agriculture, what people do here, mm -hmm. with where they, they at most have a... Um, a tractor to, I don't know, work the land or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. So basically, they, they don't have all these tools. It's not industrialized. They, they, it's no, pretty... I mean, seeing horses and carts all over the place here. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of handwork and it moves so smoothly and efficiently that it takes a second to stop and be like, oh, yeah, they can't just race into the hardware store and get something. Everything has to be kind of figured out on the fly. But also, too, with it being so. Everyone's on the ground, which I think is a very different thing than in the States. We're up working the animals on a horse or on like some sort of ATV or something like that. This is even really different from the rest of the Europe. Oh, this so, is? Yeah, yeah. Romania has still one of the biggest, if not the biggest, population of uh, small peasants, mm -hmm. um, businesses or small family farms and... And even though we lost around 70% of that uh, in the last 20 years. So basically in the 90s when communism uh, collapsed, mm -hmm. there, I think there were around 50% people living and working in the city and 50% working in the rural areas. Okay. But the one living in the rural areas were actually doing the whole thing. I mean, having animals, raising pigs, cows, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so the entire way of living back in the days. Mm -hmm. What's well, it's so foreign here for people to get a like just sort of the concept or the idea. I think we you know you think there's we would see pens. So there'd be fences with like four or five horizontal railings. You'd mm -hmm. look into that and see the pigs or the cows. Um chickens would be in a coop. Maybe they'd be more privately kind of somewhere you'd hear them. Oh, I think there're chickens in there. Um geese are just kind of something that migrate through our territory and then if they're near a pond walking around you oh there are some geese whereas here everything's kind of out in the street interacting the cows walk down the road as if they're going home and the people just open the gate their gate but their gate is almost not that it's fortress like but the privacy you spoke of because the front the exterior of everyone's home is, is very private. Tall fences that you can't look through. <clears throat> so when they open the door and the cows just go in and like, thanks, I'm back. I've been eating all day. It's so foreign to to um, an American, I think, to see that. Like the animals are, it's like their home. It's not like they're shuttling. Get in your pen. Go get in your pen. They're like, oh, I live here. I live here too. 
Yeah, this is a fresh perspective, actually. <laughs> Just, I see it with all of them. The geese wander around the street. They look both ways, and then they cross in front of the cars. And the goats are the same way. Like your gate down there was open when they were coming home one day and a goat like looked in and it saw me and I was just standing there kind of watching it and then it kind of raced over and went up and ate some of your grapes mm -hmm. and then snuck off like I just want a couple and everything just felt very like the community is not just people owning and pushing the animals around it's kind of like well we're all living here everyone plays a part and then it, it's the most interactive in that way I've seen And the, I was, I'm just curious if that was like appealing to come here, if it was just like, no, that's just how it is. I, I, I took everything really naturally, so I didn't, I didn't notice everything like this. So I see the cows com coming back, and I recommend uh, our guests to, to walk in the street and actually feel the village life and see the cows and so on. Mm -hmm. But this whole... Uh, connectivity between everything, all the elements, all the animals, and and yes, I think probably the cows in in on our hills are maybe one of the happiest cows in the world because they actually spend all their life free on the hills, mm -hmm. walking and having one of the uh, one of the most amazing grass in in Europe probably, which is full of um, are high plants that are disappeared, are extinct in other places. Yeah, I heard that's why like Prince Charles comes here because the this is one of the reason. <clears throat> yeah, he likes the, the plants. He has a friend who's a biologist, and they have this. They used to have these walks on the hills and discovered all these flowers that are extinct for like 50 years in in the Western Europe. Mm -hmm. And there there are these studies. Well, not really. Uh, There are some studies, just a hand-picked maybe, mm -hmm. who try to basically decompose what the cows, for example, eat at pasture. And it's amazing how many types of flowers and uh, grass. And even even if you cut just a, a small batch of what they what the cows eat, mm -hmm. and you you just put it somewhere to get uh, the humidity out and the 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 smell that you 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 the the fresh smell of the grass and even the, the smell after two or three weeks it's amazing it's like a herbal tea yeah we had some um, hayflower tea and you could taste little hints of like oh right this does smell like a meadow or like grass but so different so you like it was it's so I love that when you travel and you experience something you're like oh my brain has never really processed this exact smell in this way. And then especially consuming it, too. <coughs> we sometimes do these fine dining events. And at some some of these events, um, we tend to play a little. Um, and at one event, we had to tie people's people, people, people eyes. Mm -hmm. And basically, they, they were served a dessert which was an egg okay which was emptied okay and inside the egg there, there was a grandpa grandmother um, dessert there was a noodle milk and noodles sugar um, and it was infused with some um, herbs mm -hmm. like pasture herbs and some 
Um, and because they had to, and the egg, the egg was put in, a, in just a um, a huge bowl with grass, mm-hmm. and they had to. This is a. This is a. This is a. This was a, a t- typical children activity when for the people in the village. They used to get up in the morning and then they went to look for the eggs that the chickens were placing, let's say, <laughs> in, in the yard. Mm-hmm. Because also the chickens were free. In the, mm-hmm. So it was the, the hunting for eggs. And even for me, even though I, I was born in a big city and I lived in a big city and so on, in the summertime, uh, I remember my brother, we were, we were sent to the grandparents, which were... Uh, at, when they, they finished their jobs and whatever, they moved back to the rural areas. And my brother was like five and uh, he was going in the morning to find the eggs and so on. And then my, my grandmother w- would make a dessert with just sugar and egg and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we made this dessert in which people used to, uh, used to were, were, were put in the position to just look into the hay for the egg, for the eggs, mm-hmm. like the old times so we did i mean we would do like an easter egg hunt kind of thing does that sound i mean this sounds the parallels are similar it's more so for children like you'd color them and hide the eggs and then they race out with yeah baskets. we don't we, we don't really like this so okay. we we color the eggs mm-hmm. and there is a a, a bunny the easter bunny thing mm-hmm. but there is not a hunt so children do not hunt for the eggs we gotcha. we actually uh do you have this we have a Christian thing where you pick an egg, I pick an egg, okay. and then I see something like uh, Jesus was reborn, and you say he was, he surely did, or something like this. I know the translation English is quite <laughs> bad because it sounds in, even in Romanian it's like the old language some, somehow. Okay. Sure, I think. And um, then we cracked eggs. Okay. And this is the Easter tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so we say this together. I'm holding an egg. You're holding an egg. We smash them together. Yeah. All right. I like that. <laughs> and then what comes of it? You like eat the egg? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. You eat the eggs. Nice. So then these well, fine dining events. The were... one that uh, win? Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> because he still have the egg. So, so they're, they're not hard-boiled. These are like no. These are hard boiled. Oh, okay, yeah. but one of them's gonna smash the other one and crack. It. Hello. Why do you think about our breakfast? No. This sunny breakfast. I need you to tell me if you need anything from what, what my mother sent because they are selling the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then one minute break. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, it's busy running a uh, small business, no matter where you are in the world. So he got called away. Uh, that happens again during this chat. But I thought I would take you during this little intermission or break to a restaurant in CBU, which is a, a bigger city outside. This was after we left Viscri and went to eat at a restaurant. It's called Vecchi, Vecchi, V-E-C-H-I in CBU. And uh, really great interior uh, rounded ceiling, low ceiling, brick everywhere, start to finish brick. And then this music being played, and I feel bad that I can't credit the musicians. Uh, just uh, chalk it up to traditional Romanian folk music. And uh, here's a little bit of that. 
nice, right? Okay, let's go back. Now, Alexu and I have transitioned. We are out on the patio, continuing our chat. It's just real quiet and peaceful out there, sitting under kind of a, an awning of sorts. With some, uh, I'll share some pictures of this. I'll try anyway, maybe on the Instagram or something. Uh, but anyway, here we go outside. So now you're, we're, we're out on the patio now. Feels great. Switched up locations, maybe a little more um, atmosphere. I was talking about that um, with Emily Rose and her family about like, and it's so weird to hear you say that this wasn't really planned because it feels like every detail was very well thought out and designed, like not only aesthetically or visually, but the experience, you know, like little things you would think of or whether the the level that the music was played at or the lighting how it was or you know every every portion of the experience seemed like very well thought out uh yeah nothing was planned we came four years in Viscri. we had some tea and coffee we had a fight because we were in a hurry and uh then we then Mara relaxed and she said, uh, maybe we can spend the night. And I said, no, you were furious because I said to make a stop and uh, let's go back to Bucharest. And uh, well, after two weeks, there there were some things in our life uh, that that we were really, really stressed. I mean, yeah. There are some times in your life when lots of things happen. Um, not all of them good, most of them not good, and somehow you tend to be focused on the negative. Plus, there are some, there were some exterior stuff that that didn't involve us directly. Mm-hmm. There was a fire in a club, so there were like people just going out to a concert. Mm-hmm. And we knew the club owners. We knew the guys who were taking taking care of the security there, the sound check people. And there were there there were around sixty people who died in a normal club night mm-hmm. just because of a fire. Yeah. And there there was a huge uh, corruption um, protest. There there were, there were some huge protests against corruption in Romania because most of the the problem was related with the the way you authorize different businesses in Romania and so on. So this kind of was the deal breaker for us. We said that we should change something and we should give up on the toxical sides of uh, of our life. And um, because we just went to Visk, even though we didn't spend any nights there. I don't know why, but this seemed like the solution <laughs> to the problem. So what what I did, I, I told Mara, and I was expected the pragmatical, what's going on in your head, man? Yeah. But she was like, oh, okay, maybe this would work. Then we tested it with my parents. Mm-hmm. Then we tested it with uh, tested it with some friends, and of course they're like fifty percent saying we're nuts, and this was like a joke. Yeah. But some of them were like. Mm. I don't know. Let's go there and see what's going on. Yeah. And um, we decided to not buy the apartment we just <laughs> signed an uh, agreement with and with the bank. 
there was an apartment in an old villa in the center of the Bucharest, which were basically amazing, perfect for our former life. Mm-hmm. It was a really bourgeois villa, and the apartment was in a really bad shape, so I get to... I would have get to restore it and so on. Yeah. It had all the all the uh, ingredients. Um and um after three only three uh months four months. No, after all only no after only three months we already sold our apartment in Bucharest and came here to From the time you hatched the idea three yeah, months yeah. later? On on the twenty first of January. Mm-hmm. So after three months, we were already we we signed. Sorry, just a second. No, no problem. Okay, one more break. Take you back out to the atmosphere of Viscri in general. Geese honking, cows mooing, horse and carts coming up and down the road. I almost. Um, said, you know what, man, This is you're too busy, let's not do this. And Alexa was great to be like, no, no, we got to finish this chat, so if you can stick around for a little bit, let's, let's make sure to do it. I'm really glad we did. I feel like the, the final 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it is, is um, a conversation that will stick with me for a long time, and um, I hope you enjoy it as well. And um, here's a little bit more from the patio at the White Barn at Viscri 32 in Transylvania, in Romania with Alexa. Because there are so many people coming and... Uh, I believe it. I was going to yesterday go to um, Marlis's father-in-law's house because I wanted to see if maybe... He, she said he butchers like chickens and things. And then I was going to knock on the door and I was like, ah... It seems like that door is shut for a reason, so I didn't do it. But seeing a little bit more how the village operates, it seems like people just would open the door and go right in and chat with someone, which is such a different thing than in the city. You know, everyone's right next to each other, and yet the idea of going and knocking on someone's door unannounced without calling or texting just doesn't really happen, you know? Well, it has its um, upsides. For example... With our friends, mm-hmm. Maris, his her husband, Mihai Raluca, which you didn't met, and Christiane and Ursula. Uh, it's really nice to just go there without calling. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the other people in the village that come at your place without calling actually means just lack on intimacy. Lack, on, lack of intimacy. Yeah, like the privacy element. If you guys had like a secret underground bunker or someplace you could get away to. I'll bet you would enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. We have some nice view to our orchard, maybe, the bunker, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, four years in, and this place seems to be up and running well, and then obviously a lot of time and effort and, like, hard work that goes in it. But do you do you think this was not only just, like, the right move, but I, I think I was asking someone the other day about, like, the idea... Oh, Yana, I was asking her a little bit about, like... Wife. Oh, okay. Sunt în spate. Încerc să termin cu David. Și tot vine cineva și face ceva și lemne și catrinel și nu știu ce și ei trebuie să plece. Zim. Bine. Ciao. Yeah, I said, leave me alone. People are coming. We can't finish this in... 
<laughs> they have to live in. Okay, okay. Well, sorry. I'm. I mean, glad to get at least a little bit of your time. It's uh, apparent that it's, <laughs> that it's your free time is few and far between. It's limited. Um, but overall, like, do you? I mean, looking back four years ago to being in the city and then arguing and or being maybe discontent. Do you think like the stress was what was causing that? Are you are you guys more at peace now, or do you? I don't think we're at peace now. Um, I think this were this is just something that you imagine as a tourist in Viskri or mm-hmm. in any other. Um, so we are not. This is not chill. Our life here is not relaxed or. And I don't. I I actually don't know if we managed to do the downshifting because we kind of work 16 hours a day uh-huh. you know but still it's it's mostly outdoor or it's more active so i'm not i'm not staying at in my ass all day long working at a laptop yeah i, I can still do, I, I can still do this because i i still have the the job in the in the agency so i still do branding and so on mm-hmm. but it's such a small part now from the entire year yeah you know in this with being a little stressed or busy or overworked, still with fresh air, gorgeous views, the fresh food, which, as you said, could get a little repetitive at times or something, which is so funny to hear that, you know, everyone in the States is constantly either they're fully unaware of it and just eating a lot of processed foods that are terrible for them, or they are aware of it and fighting this unending battle to try to get food that they know where it comes from, that they know the soil that it came out of, yeah, the know. animals that lived on it. So you have all of those things here, but still like the, the busyness, the, how would you say the, the overall like happiness of the villages with the population here compared to like in the city? Do you think people are happier? This is talk, talking about happiness. It's a, it's a, it's a long talk uh-huh. F- for me. Um, it's even longer because I'm trying to, to search what make, what make people what makes people happy? Mm-hmm. Even in uh, in Alin, who was born in Viskri and he is a peasant, but he also worked in Germany and so on. And uh, even if with a CEO coming here and having these expectations about my life and so on, and we, so I, I have these questions that I ask people: mm-hmm. uh, What is your routine if you have one? And from what I my conclusion after four years of asking this question is that um, people in, in in the village, first of all, they don't they don't have these questions about happiness. They have this routine, mm-hmm. as I said, cow that, cows don't that don't know that it's Sunday. Yeah. So they have this routine. They have this oldest thing to do. So they they don't think there is only one people in only one lady in the village who is, for example, clinically depressed mm-hmm. it's only one woman in an entire village who thinks about well i'm thinking about depression and i do meditation and yoga and i run and i try to do bullet journaling and i try all this stuff but it's only one person who thinks about her and happiness deeply and she you know yeah so peasant people don't think about being depressed or so on it's just daily struggles yeah. you know they, they take it uh, in, in a different manner and also they get to be happy for the small things for for example a barbecue with friends from time to time it's really much more 
it's an occasion of much more happiness than in the city life when you're going out to a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. You know? I think about it too in the terms of if you if you haven't traveled, if you haven't left, if you know routine, if you know where you're from, that's just life. And if you travel, if you experience a big city in different places and you get to sort of voyeuristically see someone else's life and now you're thinking like, what if my life was like that? And then you're judging every life based on what you could be doing with yours, that sort of thing. And I think a lot of our unhappiness comes from that, not maximizing ourselves, not doing as much as we should or could be doing or doing it all wrong. You know, people that make millions of dollars in a fast paced life, but they are stuck in traffic or they just look in the mirror and go, this isn't what I wanted. And then they transition. Definitely. It's a matter of expectations. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I'm not talking about having low expectations. I think about trying to to know actually what makes you tick, what makes you... Because expectation might be living in a city and having a busy life and uh, and um, working with passion to your entrepreneurial project or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? This it's a recipe, but this might be a recipe that society taught us. It's the success recipe. Yeah. So it might be a lie. Maybe yeah. just I think, for example, you all already met Adi and Wana. Mm-hmm. So they uh, had um, high management jobs in in the National Bank of Romania or in in a corporation. Yeah. And they they now are happy just just making cheese. <laughs> yeah. And having their garden. I kind of talked to them about that. So they do Maschendorf uh, 65, different village. And I love how they're named, like, the village and then the number. Then this is actually it. the trend that Viskri set oh, up. Oh, started? Yeah. I like it. But I asked them kind of the same question, too, and I was asking her a little bit about... Some of it tied into the history of Romania with, you know, she was old enough to remember going to school during communism. Yeah. And then, you know... I think from the Western side of things, unchecked capitalism, working all the time, getting what you can, it goes against a lot of the ideals of this village or this way of life. No, this is still here. I mean, being poor mm-hmm. somehow uh, means also that you are stuck on the the basics, on, on getting the basics. Yeah. So you can't think about what makes you happy because you have to struggle to earn a living and actually put food on the table the the basic way not the city life way yeah actually provide bread and some normally the diet is based on meat actually in the village Uh Uh, but another thing that I I learned that is common is that um, the environment somehow somehow also has a influence on your level of happiness mm. so if you see a lot of green areas forest and so on mm-hmm. you have a bigger chance to be happier yeah. than if you live in concrete and it's a busy life and sirens and all this crap um, again uh, another issue is working with your hands mm-hmm. but this this has to be connected with your expectations because for example two years I was really happy to uh, restore the house and do stuff with my own hands and work in a garden and blah 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 all this stuff but at some point, when I had to do it, um, and I, I, I found myself uh, in rubber boots 
doing some awful work because in my brain I was comparing it with my job in an office zipping a cappuccino and answering to emails and doing a brief <laughs> and so on yeah so yeah it, there are points when working with my hands is not actually working for my brain yeah because it's there are all these questions about your potential as a person and what you can do and does this hard work helping me now or can I do something else or mm-hmm. so um, I'm 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 searching and questioning all these people from coming to our guest house or coming in the restaurant or uh, people working for us from the village or and I'm trying to find actually what works for me yeah which is probably a mix Mm-hmm. Because I still need, I still like to do the design work and to stay in my laptop and to find that state of flow where you can create something. Yeah. But I still like just <laughs> buying an old house that's really crappy and do the roofs and then the flooring and then the ceiling and then the restoration and then buying old furniture and restore it. And yeah. basically, so it's stressful at some points but it gives you a purpose and um, i think what what's really valuable it's that you you have a before and after which you can we can you, you can go back and see the results of your work the yeah, you, fruit of your labor you definitely can here i mean as i mentioned every square inch of viscri 32 the little blue house the restored house feels that way this place feels that way that it was all thought of and i think that kind of goes toward villagers with the routine you never know anything beyond that once you're exposed to a variety of routines to choose from then it goes into i think what you were just saying finding what routine works best for you working with your hands well maybe not all the time maybe you want to like exercise just the creative part of your brain thinking of things as well and then you figure out how to like balance all of those and it seems to me you have all the ingredients to do that here. Obviously, it maybe takes you away like a crazy river at times where you're like, you're just trying to keep your head up where you're managing wood deliveries and guests and cleaning and laundry and da 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 But if you get a break and get the chance to go like, okay, what do I want to do today? I've got a little free time. It seems like you're still in the early phases so that in a year or two, whenever, maybe it'll slow down a bit. And you hopefully. Can hopefully think about that a little more. Yeah, this, I hope. This is what <laughs> keeps me going. Yeah. To get things sorted somehow. I, I don't think you can... People tend to live with the illusion that it's going to be better, that things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. And this is also dangerous because life gives you opportunities, but also it gives you... If you manage to find to, to look at things at oppor- as opportunities, to mm-hmm. learn something, I think this is also key. Yeah. From what I learned, the most the most happy people that that are actually thinking actively about happiness and trying to decompose different parts of their life, um, they um, first of all they they so- somehow docu- document their life. So they try to uh, sum up, for example, in the evening, what worked and what what made them not happy, but let's say content about mm-hmm. their 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 day. Yeah. Um, 
and what could be improved the way they reacted to some stuff i used to i used to uh, listen to tim ferris and he had some he has some recipes about um daily affirmations and so on and um the problem is for me for example is that i i i had a ten i had a tendency to to make a huge daily affirmation to have this whole a bunch of expectations about what i should do mm-hmm. so it wasn't just enjoy life it was i have to be pro pro proactive about everything that happens i have to learn about everything and so even the 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 whole search of uh, of uh, personal development might be sometimes stressful itself and i know a lot of people who especially from the city mm-hmm. who simply have a part-time job in their personal development sometimes it's really good sometimes it's just another job yeah as another job yeah yeah I, th- I just think very few people get a chance to get in there and try it or do it. A lot of them spend the whole time keeping food on the table or keeping, you know, a routine that they're comfortable with. They you know, call that the rut or whatever that people get into because what you're doing, just this, I think a lot of people have daydreams or fantasies about trying something this outside the box, going way out in the country and making it work. And so to be in that and know that, like, it doesn't solve all your problems but it creates new interesting ways to look at your own problems or the world or that that to me is the most fascinating because i think people that are right now in the hustle and bustle any city anywhere in the world that are thinking if i just got out in the country it would solve all of my problems no it would <laughs> it would create different problems and it's a matter of how you manage your expectations mm-hmm. definitely sage advice i like it and i but i also think it's um it's just worthwhile to be here and see it you know it's almost like just being around this you don't really have to have a conversation it's interesting to hear your perspective on it and maybe that it's if i were to guess you could easily see this everything's perfect and every you know he he and mara are thrilled in every conceivable way (laughs) but to talk about it makes makes plenty of sense that like it's just life life's always gonna have its ups struggles and, and ups and downs yeah exactly um if you look at our instagram account mm-hmm. life seems as more most of the instagram accounts life seems perfect complete extremely happy extremely yeah. happy not just happy like <laughs> an abundant place yeah. where you can find everything that yeah. makes you tick but you're a design guy you work in the brand world so you've got to kind of sell that brand a little bit yeah uh and sometimes it works both ways for example i sell this image of uh, a village heaven where you can downshift and so on which actually is is quite true for the people that we host yeah um but sometimes i need i i need to hear and I need to talk to people to understand how how lucky we are. Yeah. Because sometimes we look at the same thing and we think different things. Mm-hmm. You look at our barn and you see the result of our four-year work here. 
I look at our barn and I see all the gaps that need to needs to be filled. <laughs> all the gap that need, yeah. Right. I think a little things too that might not even be interesting and or um, special to you guys. You know, the cat Poofy comes <laughs> and hangs out. It's just kind of like a mascot almost of the place. And if I had something where just a, not a stray cat, but just a cat that was doing his own thing and chose to spend time where I was, I would think, this is the luckiest thing in the world. This cat just likes what we're doing. And then Barney, the fat little beagle who kept sneaking in last night and has to be shooed out like the neighborhood drunk or something. Barney, get out of here. Hilarious to me. It's like a, if you left this and found yourself in the city and going, good, we have different this or this or this we have more access to this coffee shop down the street we have concerts we have this sort of food and you go man but don't you miss barney don't you miss always having something to work on those gaps in the roof or etc i feel it's like a perpetually uh solvable puzzle or something like that you have to take into consideration that before moving to viscri even though we had our jobs we already we 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 kind of built our small universe we had a small coffee shop with a summer garden and which all which was also designed by us and where we spend most of our life and it it was if you like it was a small viscri uh in the in the middle of the a big city mm-hmm. with a lot of problems as viscri also provides plentiful plentiful yeah. but we we somehow um have this tendency of building our refuge even though refuge it's a mix of work and passion and yeah you know i mean even like you said chatting with all the people that come through here it's not like you're isolated from culture and you have people from all over the world that come visit and if you get a moment to have a, a chat and i'm sure you meet people with fascinating backstories or how they ended up here or what they're looking for when they come here etc so that feels like a cheat code yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. And unfortunately, we don't have the the time enough to 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 discover the stories of the people passing through through here. But there are for example some people that I'm going to always remember. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are our guests. Our guests 4 years ago when we were just starting this project, I remember I was passing through the the main road um, the main dusty road mm-hmm. and there was a there was a guy who stopped to ask for some information and he was a surfer mm-hmm. from the states yeah uh who was visiting transylvania by by itself he was living in costa rica uh normally and he had a asian wife or something like this and so a lot of stories to to dig in mm-hmm. or we had a couple from from US who were traveling the world using the money they earned they 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 saved for the college of her daughter or of their daughter who died who passed away mm-hmm. so basically they they decided to reset their the entire life and they they had all this money earned and maybe as a tribute to her to their late daughter or as just a way to find themselves they did all this traveling and I don't know what happened because it was a busy time and we didn't spend a lot of time with them but at, at just before they, they uh, were packing and so on we, we just chit chat for 20 minutes and this somehow 
got stuck in my brain. Yeah. Their story and their energy and so on. A friend of mine was in roughly this part of the world. Like, I think he was in Turkey. And he sat down by a body of water, I think like a river, had a little fire and a local guy who had was just like camped there at a tent, but an old man who'd spent a lot of his life there, shared some wine with him and they had a conversation just about life and philosophy, etc. And then my friend said, okay, I've got to get going back to my hostel. I'll see ya. And as he got up to leave, uh, he turned around and the old man said, hey man, don't forget about me. And for something about that story, I never forgot it. I just think those interactions you have with people that are the surfer who just maybe didn't even have a map, just wandered into this town because the search like for the perfect wave or the perfect experience or the uncertainty that whatever it is that I, I gave a ride to some hitchhikers one time that were from France and they had quit their jobs and they were going to hike all the way up to like Alaska or something. And just being a little part of their journey. I remember that. And I, we meet and interact with so many people. I think it's when people are operating outside of the norm a little bit and aware of it it sticks it sticks with me like i'll remember you guys in this place and what a unique way to approach life it is and we didn't we haven't beyond this haven't spent a ton of time together you know yeah this is kind of funny we you spend more time with the the people i recommended to visit <laughs> than to, yeah. to us and you spend four four nights in our house and, mm-hmm. um but that's why i kind of insisted to to somehow manage to find this 10 minutes and chat and yeah well, I'm glad we did and hopefully we'll I mean who knows this is a long way away from home but I'd love to be able to come back in 5 or 10 years and see like how it's going and not to I don't assume that you have expectations but I hope beyond like physically what it turns into that the emotional state that you're in able to look back on all your hard work is feels good yeah I also hope that <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, what's your last name? It's Twader. Twader. Yeah. Alexu Twader. Well, I think you're a, I think you have a great eye. I like your design style. The whole experience was terrific and I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, David. What a great guy. And I'm so glad that he um had me stick around. I felt like, you know, maybe I was, um, was just another thing he had to deal with. So I was like, you know what, man, maybe I'll get out of your hair. And he was like, no, 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 let's, let's, let's make sure we finish this chat. So he hand rolled some cigarettes and made some coffee. I don't typically drink much coffee, but, um, there I did a lot. I just liked how fresh everything was and how good it felt in the morning. And so we finished that chat and it's one that'll stick with me. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Just interesting seeing that way of life. And, um, and glad we got to finish the chat. It had been feeling, you know, like I said, like I like maybe it wasn't meant to be. He was busy. People were starting to come at him from all angles. And I thought, you know what, maybe this isn't supposed to happen, as has been the case a little bit lately with the space cave where, um, you know, certain uh, circumstances or whatever have come up where recordings have had to be rescheduled or canceled and now we've had this little hiatus of like a month, so I apologize and I appreciate if you're still listening. Maybe everyone else moved on to different podcasts as it does happen. Those of you who binge the show, maybe it was a nice chance to catch up to it. Uh, I don't, I'm assuming there are a number of people that listen to it week to week, so I apologize that it was out of rotation. It was just a, a bunch of circumstances where it uh, didn't have time and or someone's schedule didn't sync up. And then a lot of traveling, a few people 
well, a couple people in my life in the hospital. And, um, and then I was sick for like a week. I'm fine. I appreciate the emails that people sent, um, checking in on me. And again, apologies to just kind of disappear, but, um, I'm fine. My health is good. We did that Romania trip. It was fantastic. And, uh, hopefully back in action now, back kind of in the swing of things. It was nice to go get a little, um, battery recharge though, and smell some fresh air and, I even rode horses one day, or I rode a horse with people. I guess we all collectively rode some horses, but to just be out, a big long loop, I did a, and then I walked a big loop just on my own out through a meadow and some pastures and stuff, and just seeing land and open space and like a slower pace of life and people still making things with their hands and way less visual molestation that we get here, especially in the States where everywhere you look, someone is advertising something to you. You can't escape it. It's just nice every now and again to go out where life just slows down a bit. And um, nice to come back in here in the space cave. Thanks for joining me as well. Thanks again to Alexu and Mara for running such a great place. If you ever find yourself in Romania or specifically Transylvania, a lot of castles and things to see, but make sure you stop in, at least just drive through Viscri. It'll take you 40 seconds. It's a tiny little village, dirt roads. You stick around around sunset, the cows all come walking home. They go into their yards like kids going down the hallway to go to their rooms at night. It's incredible. It just the, everyone handles all the animals on foot, so there's more of like a, a relationship. It's, it's just, it's hard to describe, especially coming from the West and around cowboy stuff and being on horses to see people, shepherds out in the field with their sheep and also people kind of working as shepherds with the cows as well, just holding sticks and kind of walking along behind them like, you know where you're going. It was just fantastic to see. And I think I talk about that a lot on this show, the desire for a simplified life or to just find out what is worthwhile. What what are we striving for? What are we pursuing? And in that conversation with Lexu, you know, you get a, a, a an interesting perspective from both sides. It's not like you just move out in the woods and get to just sit outside and check out sunsets or listen to the breeze all day or listen to the birds. You gotta you gotta hustle. Whatever you're doing, however you are alive, you gotta be you gotta be doing something. And as as our chat was evidence, you know, when you're trying to start a small business or a new endeavor industry, it's um it's a hustle. So that was uh, revelatory in some ways and also necessary, I guess. Sometimes maybe we glorify or romanticize a life we think we could go out and do. And then maybe you go do it and you're like, whew, this is tough. Or the winters are cold. Or not having access to as many resources as you once did. Whatever it may be, I will say being around that appeals to me so much more <laughs> than coming back to a busy city. I just don't feel like it's in my blood and that's why I chose this song. Thanks again before we get into it, actually. Thanks to uh, Wills Landrum, the latest um, Patreon member, a $10 subscriber. I believe, I forget what the names are. I think that that's like a Platinum Space Burger or something like that. Um, so you got some gifts coming at you, stickers and whatnot, maybe a t-shirt or a poster. Who knows? Um, those of you who do support the show on Patreon, there'll be some year-end gifts coming out as well. Sorry it's a little late. And and don't I would, if I were you I'd decline payment on this current month because it really um, not a lot of stuff came out just this little hiatus so but we'll be back at it if you'd like to support the show it's made possible by contributions from listeners just like you and it's put together just by me and Dan 
So all the recording, scheduling, the upkeep, everything that goes into making a podcast. I'm sure a lot of you make podcasts, so you know what all goes into it. So if you'd like to support it, I sincerely appreciate it. It makes things just go a lot more smoothly. But specific thanks this month to Wills Landrum. And I chose this song because it has kind of a Wizard of Oz um, feel to it. And there's a specific line of kind of want to stay forever and uh, it feels that way when you're in a place where you're like, "How? I can't believe this is on the same planet that I live on. Life's ongoing everywhere. Busy cities right now are never sleeping. And then way out in the middle of nowhere, people just driving along with a horse and cart, hauling some firewood, whatever they are doing. There was something so calming, so relaxing, and reminding you, or at least me, of, uh, I don't know, how, how I don't know what it reminded me of, just that... You're alive and it doesn't have to be what they tell you it is. You don't have to get the nicest car and be in the biggest house and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the things we get caught up in. You're just kind of living on this little rock that's spinning around. And hopefully you get to enjoy the little things like fresh air. And for me, being around animals, I just love it. I thought it was great. I made friends with a bunch of stray, not even strays. They're just community members that don't have a home. Um, A lot of cats and dogs just hanging out. So I'll try to share some pictures of that, if not on Instagram, maybe on the Patreon. Okay, this song is by Jamie Drake. As I mentioned, it's kind of a Wizard of Oz feel. I hope you like it. Thanks again to Alexu. Hope to be back in Viscri one day and say hello and catch up and have part two of this chat. Until then, here's Redwood Tree. Thanks for stopping by the Space Cave. Yeah.